Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm Chris Fuller. And this is Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we will be talking about Bible translations. Are they important? Which ones should we read? And why does it matter? Mark, you ready? Let's go. What's going Dude, on, Mark? Thanks. I appreciate you letting me do the intro for letting you, it, bro. It was my honor. It was it my was, privilege. It, it's it's challenging. It because you're like you're like uh, 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 and you gotta uh, get it out. Uh, you're not quite uh, sure. It also doesn't help that we're sitting in a room that's 80 degrees right now. Man, it's a little bro. I cannot wait for fall when we like, can like it open the windows. So hot like, in this. Oh, I mean, so I'm, we're I'm in my three seasons room that has terrible insulation. If you look at my face, it's like all red, and that's what happens when I get hot and sweaty. I just start getting beat red. But whatever, you know. I'm gonna keep all inappropriate comments away tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing all blushing constantly. just being on the podcast. <laughs> but how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing real good. Mark, how are you doing? You know, I'm actually doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to honestly figure out life. I have been to, well, technically three states in the last week, I guess. I was in, no, four, because I was in Illinois. I was in Wisconsin. I was in Ohio and back in South Bend all wow. in the course of eight days. Spreading the COVID like Christmas cheer. Yep, and picking up used cars for a buddy of mine. I was the second driver, so we went all over the dang place looking nice, for cars. So, nice. so I'm doing good, man. It's, awesome. It's been busy trying to figure out this new season of life. Right. With what does it mean to not be... What's it mean to, to be a single parent, non-pastor, and a business owner? That's a lot. That's a lot to figure out. But I've had some a lot of good conversations that yeah. have stemmed from it, dude. So, so I'm really excited. So yeah. if you're listening and your church's graphics are terrible and y'all need a church's new website. Give your butt, boy Mark Hyde a call. Which, okay, speaking of websites, the web as of date of recording, I'm just a few, maybe, maybe a week from launching the official RTC website. Because this Yay. is not just like basic Squarespace. I actually custom made this one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So a lot of back-end stuff where you can find the whole library, you can read reviews, you can order the merch, you can do whatever you want. Right. So I'm awesome. excited. And you yeah. can text us, you can call us, you can find all of our stuff at this one website. Awesome. So I'm going to have excited. our phone number. So if you forget it, even though we say it so many times, 574-400-5352. Say that again. 574-400-5352. And that is literally one of the easiest and I think funnest, funnest, most fun. I don't know. The funniest, the grammar, most funnest. Are, are the grammar people out there in the world? Yeah, probably. Um, but it's a fun way to contact us. You know, yeah. we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We have a lot of people who have reached out to us. We have a lot of new listeners actually that have reached out to yeah. us on Instagram and Facebook. Right. So, so our RTC family is growing, which is, it is. super awesome. cool. But you know what's not growing? Our reviews on Apple iTunes. No reviews. Nope. Nothing. Shame. Nothing. Which means people don't know we exist. I mean. I mean, okay, granted, Spotify is now starting to take over our listening platforms, which you can't leave review on Spotify. But, yeah, that's but, true. You, but you can share it with your peoples. You yeah, can share it with your friends now. and let people know if this content is helpful. I think that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. That'd, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We actually sold our first sweatshirt on our, on our, on our merch store. So someone's getting ready for fall. So we sold our first sweatshirt. Janiel, was that you? It actually <laughs> wasn't Janiel. It what? did not say it was Janiel. 
Awesome. It was not Janiel, actually. But so if people want to know information about the store, they can go to Facebook and they, all the links are there. Um, but Instagram is probably the easiest place to find the links for the store. But that's the for best right way now. to support for right now. For right now. Because pretty soon we'll have the, the, the website, website where you just click the link. And there you are. Rolling. Go shopping. Go shopping. So, Mark, I love it, man. What are we drinking? Today is a kind of a special brew day. Today is a special brew. Because not- it was sent by a listener. It was sent to us from the one and only Mark Hyde. Just Mark, kidding. Mark. I didn't I didn't do this coffee. <laughs> from the Mark Hyde. I no, it was I sent did. from a listener, it was, though. It was sent from a listener. If you might remember episode 39, Beth Schneider, she seems to pop up in our conversations. Her and Joe Frerichs. <laughs> Joe Frerichs seems to pop up quite a bit, too. But you know, last time we drank coffee that Joe got us from Peru, <sighs> yeah. this time Beth sent us some coffee from a local uh, we couldn't, coffee we, shop we down couldn't in drink, We couldn't drink Joe's coffee because it would keep no. us both up all night. Oh, right my now. goodness, dude. Like, that. That's a morning-only coffee. <sighs> And that's I would say that's more like a you after a hearty like like during oh, a hearty breakfast you know what I'm talking like about right after would be good that's like, what I'm saying oh, you yeah. had like some good pancakes some bacon oh, and maybe an omelet yeah. and then that coffee after that to like ooh that that'd be good definitely, but definitely. but we're drinking a um, Guatemalan blend if I remember yeah it right. was yeah it was yeah. Guatemalan from a, a local coffee shop down in Knoxville Tennessee that Beth sent us which right. is where she's from so Beth if you're listening Thanks. thank you for the coffee. And if you Appreciate want to send us coffee, just shoot us a DM and I'll send you one of our addresses, probably his, so that way you're not creeping on me and then killing me in my sleep. But I mean, he is single, but I mean, I mean, it's true, but I mean, you know, you might get shot. My wife's a pretty good. <laughs> she hears everything. So if you're going to break into a house, break into the person that literally doesn't wake up for beans. Yeah, like I don't wake house. up for anything. So it's my it's house should get fun. shot. But but your house will get shot. But either way, dude, we're sitting in an I'll do it out of, room. I'll do it out of love, though. We're sweating like crazy. Yeah, we're drinking so, hot, hot coffee from Knoxville, good. Tennessee. But it's it's good. good. So what do you think about this one, though, in comparison to some of the other roasts that we've had over the over the last it's, year? It's it's pretty good. You're you're, the, you're, you're more good. of a coffee snob than I am. So it's, I'm going to hear your your. It's your not opinion. bad. It's not bad. I I thought you know I'm very partial to my own roast because I mm-hmm. roast it the way I like it, but it's not bad. It's pretty good. I, I would drink. I would drink it again. I would. Okay, this is. I would. It's because you can't really say this is my favorite one because you know it's like you can't say you have a favorite child. I mean, you can say you have a least favorite <laughs> Folgers. You can say you have a least favorite child, but I don't think you can say you have like a most. <laughs> What's favorite. that one that Walmart sells? Eight o'clock or whatever. What is it? Eight o'clock, ten o'clock, oh, or eight o'clock coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Anywho, but either way, if you want to send us coffee, let us know, and we love to hook you up Definitely. with that well dude i am excited about today's conversation yeah, me too man hopefully this won't be a long one uh we're gonna try to keep it i don't know what we're at. oh we're at seven minutes and 15 seconds can we keep it under 30 we're gonna think try, we can we're, we're, keep an episode under 30 we're minutes? gonna shoot for 30 <laughs> which if we shoot for 30 that means we'll probably hit over 40 but we're gonna shoot for under 30 we're gonna shoot for under so, 30 okay how about this if we shoot about- under 30 we'll we'll revisit some of the names that put their name into the drawing maybe we'll send them well, we already had done. We're doing mini swag bags. You know what? We're out of you stuff. know what? Here's here's the thing. If we can keep it under thirty minutes, which means twenty two minutes from now, if we can keep it down twenty two minutes and exit out at thirty minutes, um, we will pick a random follower on either Instagram or Facebook to send them a little bit of coffee. Just saying. I so, like it. So that means we got going. pressure is on. Let's get so going. Let's I, go. I, I want to send somebody some coffee. So let's do it. All right, so buddy. Let's set do us it. up. All right. So. Uh, we're talking about Bible translations. You know, there's a lot of people. Man, I'd like auction here. Dollar, really, we're going on five dollars here. You're so, so excited about this I one. Uh, I hear uh, there's a lot of conversations that go on, 
And I hear a lot of Christians bickering back and forth of what translation is the best Bible. This is the Bible, and this is the only Bible. And I, I'm going to just word of God. I read this version, but I'm going to say it out there because I hear it so often about this version. It's King James only, and that's the only way to go. Because that's King what Jesus James. used. Not really. That's that's not really. That's what Jesus. That's what used. Jesus used. So, but yeah. So uh, I hear this all the time, and it's like it it pricks my mind a little bit because. We'll get into it in a sec, but let, let's go over how many different types of versions or languages there is in the Bible. Mark, did you know as of October 2019, the full Bible has been translated into seven or 698 languages. Yep. The New Testament has been translated into an additional, additional 1,558 languages and portions of the Bible and stories into 1,138 other languages. So we're looking at over 3,000 different translations, either languages or versions And it's, of the I think, Bible. the most translated piece of literature like to date, if oh, I remember it's, right. It's definitely right? the best seller. I know that for sure. The Bible is the best seller. So, yep. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm, as you can see me scrolling if you're on video, I'm looking for a very specific post that people have posted a lot about King James that has caused a lot of conversations. Okay. E- so. e- easy there, guy. Easy there. Don't be talking bad about the King Jimmy, okay? King Jimmy is uh, is our friend, and I'll explain why in a bit, or you can explain why. Oh, uh, more more just of why people get like they they're always posting about you know this version does this, so you know. But I, I mean, well, I think it's good let's to talk, go into it. Yeah, let's talk about you know the big the big okay, question bye. that I always hear is, so which one are the ones that I should be reading? Mm-hmm. That's the one. Like, I don't know which one to read. You guys, I hear everybody saying, well, it's this version, it's this version, it's this version. And everyone says which this version is like the best version. Right. Like, oh, you need to read this one. Right. And then when you go into the Bible app, there's like the entire list. Yeah, it like, goes What on do you do? Especially if you pay for it, the paid app, on and on. Oh, even the free on. one from Life Church. Right. But. So, I mean, the, the main thing, though, is like, whenever I get this question, here's my answer. Here's my answer from now on. From now on? Okay. I've done a lot more studying recently, and this is my answer from now on. Before, it was it was similar to this answer, but this is my new new answer. My new, new, new answer. The new, new, fuller, fullest answer. Yeah, my fullest, fuller answer. There you go. So my new answer is, obviously, obviously, reading the text in the original language is the best route. Why? Because... Words, cert, there's certain words in the Hebrew text and the Greek text that do not translate over to English or any other no. language. They just don't. And, and that's and a that's, fact, even like with English to Spanish. To Spanish, like, to, I mean, to French. French to, exactly. It's, it's one of those things that during a translation, there is no way to fully translate it. And even if you do, we have to understand the culture behind the translation. Because right. if, if Mark over here said, uh, you know, yo, dude, that was dope. I mean, I'm not talking about drugs. He, yeah, he's I'm not, not talking about he's drugs. Not, he's not talking about the stuff that you put on fabric airplanes to to solidify the the wings. It's mm-hmm. called doping. Oh yeah, pipe dope or pipe, yeah, pipe dope. dope. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's not what he's referring to. So you have to understand the culture of when he's using this. So there's two things you got to understand the language and you got to understand the culture that it was written in. Those are the two things. So if you can't do that, you're not going to get an accurate, accurate, accurate like hundred percent translation. You're right. just not. And no version out there is a hundred percent. None. It's not the King James. It's not the NASPA. It's not the NLT. It's not the NIV. It's not the ESV. It's not. No one has a corner market on. Yeah, it's perfect translation. Th- so now we have to look at okay. Well, then what do we do? Well, I say whatever Bible first of all leads you to Jesus. That's the Bible you should read. Whatever's easiest for you to read and understand the gospel, the gospel story, 
That's the one you should start with. Yeah, I, my, mine is kind of similar. My, mine is always, um, the, the teams will be like, oh, what Bible should I get, Mark? I'm like, well, I mean, I, I teach from this one. Pastor Scott teaches from that one, so that's whatever. But right. whatever one you read, it's probably the best translation. For you at right. the time. As long as you're reading the scriptures. I mean, right. if, if, if we believe that the, 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 the word of God is actually living and breathing and active, who are we to say that a translation can't be used by God? Because, oh, right. that's the NIV, so obviously you can't be saved from that translation. Definitely. Because, which I've heard. I've actually heard yeah. that preached oh, in the I pulpit. Ha- I have too. So I have too, very many times. Now, are there some translations that I would say probably steer clear of? In my opinion, yes, there are some. There's some I would st- I would steer clear of. Right. But if they've got the salvation message, then I would say if you're a new believer or you're thinking about coming to Christ, that's the one you should start with. Whatever mm-hmm. one is easiest for you to read. And then after that, now it depends on what you want to do from there. Right, definitely. I think that's what it's what, and what you want to do with your stuff. Right, yep. and I, so let, I'm, I'm just going to go over a couple of the, if I, if I can get my tablet to work here, I'm just going to go over a couple of the um, the different translations um, and kind of where they're, they're, and these aren't all of them. They're not even close to all of them. And, and some places have different orders for where they're actually ordered. So I'm not going to order them as best to worst in this category. I'm just going to say it as it, it, they're in this category. Yep, that's good. And so, uh, for the word for word, all right, as closest translation as you can have in another language, word for word, you have the interlinear Greek, Hebrew, English Bible. Okay, so that's taking the Greek and the Hebrew, Greek New Testament, Hebrew Old Testament, and it's translating to the best of our ability to translate a word um, exactly as best they can from that original text. Right. Now, again, there's not words that can be translated. So those words, and d- depending on which interlinear Bible you get, may not have anything for translation or it may have like some sort of way to signal that, Hey, this is what we believe the translation word would be. Right. So, that makes sense. So you have that, uh, you have the NASB, the NASPA, the new American standard Bible. Now this one is claimed to be the most accurate word for word translation. That's, that's readable. That, that's that's uh, yeah, that, right. That's right, understandable. That's understandable. But yeah. Because, and this is one like John MacArthur uses this one. I know a lot of other people who use this, use this one as well. Right. And, Cause like I actually read a word for word translation and the, it's it so doesn't spor- fit, well, it doesn't spor- fit the English sentence. Right. right. So right. you have to basically, they just take the words and then re put them back into the sentence. Right. Right. Yeah. As, and, and maybe have some filler words from what they believe that word would be translated from. Right. Um, similar to the KJV a little bit. But I would say um, some more similar to the ESV. Some, you know, very, very close to the, to the ESV. Uh, ESV and then, uh, so very ESV, English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. KJV's King James, in case people don't know what we we're We call saying. it the King Jimmy. I'm trying, I'm trying not to be Christian easier. Yep. So, um, but actually the ESV and the New King James Version, because they, they, the King James crowd corrected a lot of the mistakes from the King James of the translation. And then they came out with the new King James version, which made it easier to read, but also corrected some of the translational errors. Right. And that lines up pretty close with the ESV now. The and English when you Standard say version. cleaned up, cleaned it up, what do you mean by clean? So it up? like there's uh Paul and I were just discussing this the other day. Paul Lindgren. In Paul, case people want to Paul know Lindgren. Boy, Paul Lindgren. Yeah, so we were just discussing this the other day about, um, there's a scripture in I'm trying to think of where it's at. Which one it was? There's been a lot of study going on. I think it's First <laughs> Thessalonians four. Okay, and it talks about the day of the Lord. It talks about end of the world in the King James, but in the NASB, the the New American Standard, it says end of the age. And, and all so, other translations say age. Well, right? not everyone. No? There are a few that say end of the world, but since then, the New King James version 
version has switched over to the end of the age because in the context of the original manuscripts, age fit more with right. that. Now, what age meant back in that culture, we can speculate at right. this we point. We can have that we're, conversation. We're, we're 2,000 years removed, is. and so we got to take the closest things we can think about. But that, uh, that's another conversation for another day. Yep. Um, so those are... Considered, the as we know it. Those are considered the most trusted word-for-word word translations. Okay, now if we're going for thought-for-thought, thought, here's a list of 10 that they I found, a 10, 10 of them that are kind of pretty trusted. So there's Revised Standard Version, yep. the New Revised Standard Version, the New American Bible, the New International Version, which I didn't know this, but I just learned this. Uh, Wayne Grudem, I don't know if our listeners know who Wayne Grudem is, but he's the author of Systematic Theology. Uh, did you know he had a hand in writing the 2011 version? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Very that good. was, I didn't know that. So it was interesting to hear that. Yep. Um, the NIRV, the new international reader version, the new Jerusalem Bible, the revised English Bible, the common English Bible, the new living translation Bible and God's words translation. Those are the most, th- the closest thought for thought. So you like, you read a s- sentence and you got a thought process from that. These are and then they making, interpret it for right. you, and they make interpretive decisions based off right. that. Because if a word means three different things, the NASB will just leave it vague. Right. Whereas, like NIV will choose a direction which could be wrong, whatever. Right. Or like you know the idea of oh, wash our sins as white as snow. Right. Well, what do you do for someone in the desert who's never seen snow? Right. Like you what, know what is snow? And so like, yeah, like we know what snow was, but they them probably back then or, or in that like culture these tribes out in the rainforest. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. They probably no. don't know what snow is, but. Anyways, so we're going to move on. So that was the top 10 of the thought for thought. Um, and now we're going to the paraphrase. Now, Mark and I had a little discussion about the paraphrase before we got on mm-hmm. about how we see it a little bit different. I try to stay personally away from the paraphrased. I've still got the list in here, but I still try to stay away from it um, because so many people mistakenly read it as a study Bible. And, right. and like Mark pointed out to me, which is very true, um, when you read it, if you read the introduction, uh, hey, we got something wrong with our <laughs> uh, with our stuff. But anyways, if you read the introduction, um, it tells you that this is not supposed to be a study Bible. Some of these translations say that it's not supposed to be a study Bible. And so um, I agree with you. If they read the introduction, don't use it as a study Bible. Don't take it as like, this is what we should only learn from, and these are the scriptures we should hide in our heart. Right. I it, it's, and I don't know if all of them say that, but I know specifically, like from the list, the, I know the message, the message will be right. in there. Which one from Eugene Peterson? Right. I love Eugene Peterson. I have his books. I've studied his sermons. I love Eugene Peterson. But typically, most mature Christians would not go and pick up a paraphrased Bible and say, "This is what I'm going to use." No, to study. and most people aren't nerds like me and read the introductions. Right. Like I read an introduction to a Bible and go, "What's the purpose of this right. thing? Why did they write it?" And Wayne Grudem says, "There's other ones out there. If you're going to study the Bible, and he even says, if you're going to preach it, don't." Which is funny. A lot right. of pastors do. He's like, I just want people to fall in love with just sitting and reading. That's why there's no verses in there. That's right. why it's just, it's just a letter. Like he's trying to rewrite it as if it was just, you know, sitting down and reading a narrative or a book in, in that regard. But um, when it comes to actually studying it, he goes, no, there's other better ones out there. Right. So for me, I use it as a commentary because right. those are his thoughts and opinions on what this text is supposed right. to mean, which is what all commentaries are. Right. They give you your opinion. And, and, but most Christians wouldn't think, to, oh, I'm going to pick up a commentary and read the commentary along with it. Like when I was a, a new believer, I never read a commentary. No. It wasn't until I wanted to dig deeper into God's word that I was like, I'm going to read a commentary to see what they think it's saying. And usually the commentators are the ones who've done the cultural research and the 
word for word translations. Right. Research. And, and to bring it in a little bit too, when, when we talk about commentaries, it's when people are like, it's like a sports commentator, they're talking about what's happening. They're explaining, they're what's, explaining going what's going on. That's what these commentators right. do is they look and say, okay, what are all the literary historical contexts? And we're just trying to describe. And some commentators are better than others. Yeah. Just like in the sports world. Um, just like in the podcast world, some podcasts are better than others. Yeah. We're looking at this camera now, by the way, Mark. Oops. I'm looking at the wrong camera. Because <laughs> something's going on and it's not letting me switch over anymore. Okay. I got um, you. But the paraphrase, I'll go through the paraphrase while you're, you're fixing that. But the paraphrase, uh, top five on the list of the most trusted paraphrase uh, would be the Living Bible, the Message Bible, the Good News Bible, today's English version, and easy to read version. So those are the yep. kind of, those are the three categories. And there's, again, there's a lot more. Um, so I guess my question is, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, as a listener sitting and listening to all of that, I go, okay, what on earth am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, there's so you know? many. It's so extensive. And, and I do want to say this because we're not going to get into the weeds of this conversation. We we're can't, gonna, but we especially because we're down to nine minutes before we get it. Right, end. and I'll link this in the show notes, so but there's hurry. a podcast called Christ, Culture, and Coffee. They went on, like, like they're eight episodes deep into talking about the formation of the Bible. How do we get the Bible? Which t- translation should we use? Right. And so we're talking like eight, nine hours of content that right. they have produced so far, and we're not doing that. Right. We're not doing that. Yeah. But so, 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 so yeah, what's, what should well, we do? I think, you know, the best thing to do is, um, is to do the research for yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? And based on what you're looking to do, how much study you're looking to do, what part of studying are you looking to do should base it on what you should probably get. If you still don't know, I would look at what your local church is reading. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Yeah. We talked like about your pastor preaching yeah, what your pastor preaching out of, because if you can follow along with him, that's a good start. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on what's your like top five. I only want five, oh, top five of your versions that you, you tend to fall back on and maybe a quick reason yeah. why. So my main Bible is called the uh, Christian Standard Bible. That's the main Bible that I use. Um, the Holman was the first version. Christian Standard was the updated. And the reason why I go for that one is they went for something called optimal equivalency, which is just a big fancy word for best of both worlds, where they wanted to take the best of literal translation, but then also with actually able to read it. So they tried to be the most readable. Um, so mm-hmm. when I found, even when I would teach teenagers, this is where it came out of, we would read it. Um, I wouldn't need to spend the next 10 minutes telling you, no, this word doesn't mean what it used to mean. This word doesn't mean what it used to mean. This word doesn't mean what it used to mean. Like, like, you know, I grew up being taught under the King James and, you know, which is funny that like, I I love how people are so hard nosed about the King James when, when, you read the intro again when you read the intro to the new. You're the, the only the person James, I've ever heard of that reads the intro. The, the author, the the translators, all they said was the final product was meant to be used for public and popular consumption. In other words, even James said, use the common vernacular so that everyone can read this. Right. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we we gotta keep this because it's the inspired version, even though we don't say it's not the inspired English words. version from Thou Saveth no, the King. And they even said that this is a translation. There's other good ones out there, the Geneva Bible and all these other ones. Mm-hmm. This one is just what called on storm but what's interesting this is the one that was the first one that was publicly widespread right now from from latin to it english is a literary masterpiece no oh, question yeah. i'm ever i'm never gonna say it's not if right. people want to use it i'm not against it in fact most of the translations I most of the verses that i've learned over my lifetime are king james yeah. like it's just that's what i grew up doing. in the beginning was the world but i would sit through when i was in uh college the pastor used the king james and we would have youth group for only like an hour but that the, during that literally 20 minute teaching time Half of it was explaining what the verse was trying to say into a 
words that these kids could understand. And I'm like, right. I'm not wasting 10 minutes of my time. Dude. Why don't we just find a Bible that works and it reads well? And the CSB, I really liked as I started reading it. So um, I just like that it's easy to read, but it's also very, it holds very tight to a literary structure and right. on top of that. Um, and they have, and they have notes. They have tons of little notes where it's like, oh, other translations say this, other translations say this. Yeah. So it doesn't just say like the NIV, this is just what it is, but right. it actually says it. Um, so that's my top one. Second one is actually, uh, it's funny. It's the new King Jimmy, new King James. Is it's one. easier to read. It's it. I, I actually had to take a test, not a test. It was a project in college. They, they just gave us 15 translations. Hey, which one was the easiest for you to understand? Some obscure text that I've never read. Right. New King James was number one on that list before Holman and before CSB. New King James was number one. Gotcha. Um, I like the ESV. I think it's one of the great ones out there. The way my mind thinks, I have a hard time interpreting it. Like I actually have mm. to think harder on what is this actually trying to say? Right. Whereas I know a lot of people will just say, yeah, I, I get it. I fully understand it. Um, one of my favorite ones to just read though is the new living translation. I say that's probably my favorite one. Okay. Uh, that's, that's four. Cause ESV. Four. I'd ring oh, okay. Four. Okay. So, gotcha. um, number four NLT and then <laughs> number four. <laughs> and then the last one people are going to hate me for, because a lot of people don't like this, but I actually am totally okay with the NIV. There's things in and there. And that's our show. For <laughs> there's things in there that I think, okay, I see why they did it. Right. I understand their reasonings. I think there's some things I'm like, eh, I wouldn't have gone that route. But the thing that's beautiful about the NIV is it just reads really well. I, I trust the translators that did it. I don't agree with everything. Like they took out like the they took out some ma major verses. They took out some, but at the same but time, they, though, that's because they paraphrased the line. They gave a thought that tied in a couple verses, but right. they missed. And that's why they I'm missed like, the thought. And that, that's why it's so hard when you say top five. I'm like, well, right. I use the CSB, oh, but yeah. if you want to use now, I don't. I like the NLT, but I don't think a pastor should be preaching out of the NLT. An NLT is a... New Living Translation. Yeah. A lot of youth pastors preach out of that one. I, I, eh. I use it a lot, but I use it to for the thought for thought. That's right. what I, I, I always... I, well, we're not going into what. Well, it's a good one because right. even in, we've been in a small group and we're like, man, this verse just sounds weird. Okay, Bethany, you have an NLT. Read what you have. And it's like, okay, that... That makes more sense. And right. that's why I like the message because I'm like, right. I'll be reading things. I'm like, this is weird. I read the message. And there's actually been times where I'm like, yeah, that's not what it's trying to say. Let's try again. Uh, but there's other times where it's <laughs> Let's like, try the NIV. Where it's like, okay, that's really cool in that. Right. So, and that's what they say in a lot of Bible study, you know, have multiple translations. But for me, when I'm reading, I actually read out of, it's called the ancient faith study Bible. So all the, was, all the notes are pretty from cool. Church fathers, like yeah. origin and uh, John Christendom. Yeah. I was looking through, you had it on, you had it on on your table when I got here and I yep. was looking through it. It was pretty cool. I never so got them at the same day. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Those are the ones I do. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to give you my top five real fast. Go for it. Real quick, because we're down. You took a lot of time. I got, I I got three I'm minutes. Sorry. All right. So my first one is the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. Um, again, it's more word for word accurate. I like that. That's what I use. Number two, something I'm I just purchased. It's actually not even at my house yet, but I've been reading a lot from the internet version. Uh, is the complete Jewish Study Bible. Uh, the translation gives you more of a thought for thought translation, but from a Jewish Jewish perspective of the culture. So I'm really getting into really wanting to understand the culture and when it was written. Uh, the next one is like you, uh, number three would be the new King James version. I, I definitely like it, even though I do love my KJV and it's well-respected. Um, I do like the new King James version. My next one, just like you is the new living translation, the NLT. I read that one all the time yeah, because definitely. it's just nice. It's like nice when you just want to read something and not think and mine's a study NLT. So it's got Ooh, some really okay. good co commentary okay. in it. So um, that's I why I love some, that. I've seen some cool parallels too with that. Yeah, so. definitely. So, 
And then my number five would be the interlinear Hebrew, Greek, English Bible. I do. I have a couple of those apps on my phone. And when I'm wanting to really dig into it and they're, they have the strong coordinates with the words. So you can mm, really okay. dig into it big time. Um, so those are mine coming up quick here. So just, uh, I feel like we should give coffee no matter what. Just, Oh no, we're keeping another 30 minutes. Um, uh, so I, I had written down some examples of how to read some of these, um, but look them up for yourself. I don't want to give you just my <laughs> version. Okay. Um, so passages are, are always a little slightly different. Um, Again, just do what you believe. Um, if you're wanting to do more study for word for word accurate, I would say interlinear, NASB, uh, New King James. Um, if you want to, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. If, if you want to do more thought for thought, I would say like the NLT, the Jewish Study Bible. Um, just those are my yeah. my thoughts. On I, I kind of wish we can go into this because there's a lot of people who think the NIV, the CSB, all these modern translations actually have removed verses. Because some that's of them, something I was looking for. Because King James will say, have something, and then people are like, oh, the NIV is this. I can't believe they're taking verses out of the Bible. Well, and it's okay. Like, but that's right. understanding. I wasn't going to read it, but I'm going to read it now because we're not going to hit the 30-minute mark. We're close. Sorry, we got close, but, but we uh, can't do it. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, and maybe we'll try the next time. Uh, <laughs> our listeners are like, dang it. We still may draw a name. But, we might draw a name. Um, I'm just going to read from those five translations in the order the NASB the CJB, which is the complete Jewish Bible, the New King James Version, the NLT, and the Interlinear, how it reads. Okay? Yeah, let's do it. I think that'd be cool. It all has, this is all the same scripture. It's all Genesis 1, 1 through 3, and I picked that because it's pretty well known of how that goes. Yeah. If you've been a Christian, it doesn't matter from, if you are only been a Christian for a week, I mean, it's the beginning of the Bible, so hopefully you've stumbled across this one, or else you haven't probably been reading well, now you're going to know. <laughs> now you're going to know. So the NSB says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, that would be the most accurate word-for-word for, word for English translation, according to all the research that I've done. Right, yep. Um, so here's the CJB, the Complete Jewish Study Bible. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was unformed and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit, God, hovered over the surface of the water. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. So what was There's, there a big difference? No. Okay. I mean, there was... I didn't, I didn't see a big difference I either. I think that the only difference was surface of the deep versus face of the deep. And uh, hovered. I think. Oh, it's, yeah, because Nasby says moving over. Right, right. We're so, hovering. And the spirit of God and the spirit of God. Yeah, so it's just hovered, I think. Um, so New King James Version says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So that was kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty good mix of both of those. Uh, NLT says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, Ooh, oh. and darkness covered the deep waters, which is different than what we just read. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So it was a little different, but yeah. but very similar. And even my CSB is a little different. I mean, because it talks about, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. 
Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah. But in all these, they're all, I mean, there's little nuances right. that are slightly just, different. Just, but they all mean the same. And even, here's the interlinear, right? This is the, interli- the interlinear Bible. Uh, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, it's there. If like, you guys can find some sort of mystical, like major difference in what that was saying, uh, I will be stupefied. And that's it. And like, I mean, I, I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I wasn't quite prepped for this part. But there's a um, research that was done out there to see. Okay, you know, we talk about okay, what translation do we do? A lot of the conversation goes back to the Greek text, and I have a. Uh, well, a, Greek for New Greek, Testament. Greek and, Greek, Greek and Hebrew, the original. Right. And, you know, there's a Facebook Or Aramaic. Friend, or Aramaic, thank you. Yeah, because of Daniel <laughs> and um, some of Ezekiel. But, right. um, some of Jeremiah, too. Oh, right, Jeremiah, yep. Um, but there's a Facebook friend I have who is what we call, like, super fundy. Like, if there was such a thing as a superhero, he would have the crest. Super um, fundy. And, you know, he's dropping all of this different stuff about the King James and how there's the Greek and Hebrew and all this modern majority text or, like... Um, they're, even though they're older, like like they're not really older, and they're taking out scripture, and it was just these German people who were trying to ruin Christianity. They weren't even real Christians who did all these different things, which is honestly the only people who believe that are those who want to choose to believe that. Right. Um, but, you know, we have different Greek, specifically Greek, because Hebrew is, is pretty consistent, but we have multiple different Greek manuscripts that are going to different camps based on age versus what the manuscripts say, all these right. different things, and... In those, you know, we see some things that are in it versus something that are not. Like the end of Mark is not in in the the oldest manuscripts, but it's in the newer ones. Some people think that you know they didn't have Bibles; they passed scrolls around, so they well, added that to Mark so that way it has the complete story. Every every from Matthew. scroll that we have in existence today, mm-hmm. even back during the time of King Jimmy, was all a copy. It was not the original it's not manuscript, the original, right? It's Which, all a copy because that's the way they. I mean, it was all handwritten by scribes. Now, granted, it was. An honor it was and a meticulous. Scary, it was a very scary thing because if you were scribing, you messed up. Remember, back in them days, they put people to death. Right. <laughs> so, and and even like with King James, like there's like the mess up Bibles where right. they actually put "Thou shalt um, right. have adult like thou, thou shalt not commit adultery." It says "Thou shalt commit adultery." Like there's the, the the error Bible. Right. I actually saw that King James find them like and for destroy everything them. for what they're worth because right. and that's English. That's not the scribes who took it upon themselves. That was their only mission in life was right. to do this. Um but whenever you see all these differences, that's what's cool about all the various manuscripts that we have is all the differences that you find people are like, oh since there's differences in all the manuscripts, you can't trust it. Well, every single difference has nothing to do with doctrinal things. Doctrinal things. Oh, I say doctrinal. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> I say weird words. But I'll never. But but with with when it comes to doctrine of who is Jesus, right? Who is God? What are we supposed to do as Christians? Everything that's that has the doctrine. Yeah, I say doctrinal, but it's okay. Um, like we, know, we still whatever. love you, Mark. Everyone. Well, I hope so. I hope so. But you know, we have all these differences in the translations, right. but they don't change what the actual message of the Bible but, is. But I, I mean, you look at that, okay, but we know... And we have more manuscripts we, of this than any other book in the history right. of the world. But we know in the 4th century, the churches, the early churches in the 4th century, later in the 4th century, came together to canonize the Bible. Correct. Right. Canonize means to solidify, to look at Just all, the these, rule. To yeah. all these manuscripts, find out which ones were actually true, had an associate, it was either eight, came from a disciple 
or was associated closely was a disciple of a disciple. Right. And yep. those are the ones that they canonized and said, this is the Holy Scripture for the right. New Testament. Mm-hmm. Now, the Old Testament was already canonized by Israel, by back, Israel. Yep. back during the time before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Yep. So um, it's very important to understand that these scrolls that we're getting were canonized and the scroll, most of the scrolls we got handed down to get the King James, the Latin before the King James, what it came from the early church fathers who canonized the Bible mm-hmm. and, and tried to protect it, which during that time, uh, the church was a state institution because of Constantine right, in the early fourth century. Right. And so uh, that was back before the fall of Rome and all this. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. But uh, so we have to understand that none of these scrolls were, were original. But it's funny because we had these scrolls passed down, passed down, passed down, passed down. We, had, we got the King James written. And in 1948, we discovered something in the Middle East that was very fascinating. The Dead Sea Scrolls? The Dead Sea Scrolls. The caves. I think they're up to 14 or 15 caves they found with these scrolls, these manuscripts that that carbon date back 2,000 years. Like so right after the time of Christ. Crazy early. And it's believed that they were gotten out of Jerusalem because of the... Um, Israel's war with Rome, they were put into hiding. That's right. that's what's believed that these manuscripts and this they were taken to this cave, these caves. It's so dry, it preserved. It preserved them, right? So it's interesting. And that's just, like there's so many more with this conversation, and you know, with this short conversation, we're not trying to build a case for the New Testament. We're not trying to build a case for these things, right? But it's more of when it comes to translations. You know, there's some people who are on the camp of like I don't know where to start. Um, for, it sounds like for you and me, I would say the top three for us are the NLT, and then for you from there, the NASB, and for me, the Christian Standard Bible. Like Those are kind right. of our... And then the NKJV. And then New King James. I mean, they're all... The and middle. that's the thing. is, It's the fact of, I don't think someone should be ashamed of what translation they use. Oh, no. And they're going to be and, shamed. And that's the thing, though, in, in the world that I come out of. It's, you know? Here's the problem. It's... People get a little bit of wisdom, and they become dangerous with it. Oh, Okay. Uh, so you see, okay, the NASB. Oh man, it's most accurate word for word. We can prove this. <laughs> if you're not reading the NASPA, you're not reading the you're real not, Bible. You're not reading the Bible. And when you get that kind of attitude in the spirit, that is not the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. That is not the Holy Spirit leading you to tell these people that. I guarantee it. Now, if they're reading something that is just totally, if they're reading the like Jehovah Witness, if they're reading the LeBron James Bible that's referring everything to like about Christ as basketball. Or I, I might say, all right, probably shouldn't. Or more read that in real, one. like real world, like Thomas Jefferson, where he sharpied out parts he didn't like, or right. cut out parts he didn't like, right. or you know, or other- again, like the like the Book of Mormon, like yeah. that is not scripture. Like I'm going to speak out against that. Now that's right. different. Um, but to speak out against something as like the Message Bible, I would say, don't look at it as a study Bible. Nope. Do your research to find out what translation you are reading. And find out where I would I would recommend that you fall in something that's more thought for thought or word for word translation. That's where you should be at. Um, the paraphrase that that's nice if you want to take it and use it side by side with another scriptural Bible mm-hmm. that gives you a better understanding of actually what it's saying. And that's why I mean that's why I was like and like the the NIV. I'm kind of like a you know I don't want to do oh if you get the 1982 version which I actually have or I think it's 82 or 84 something like that. That's a good one. Um, but the the modern one, like they they take some interpretive liberties that I'm like, oh, I don't, I wouldn't quite go that way. 
But the, at the end of the day, I'm like, does that change who Jesus is? Does that change the message of the gospel? Does it, that change how we actually outwork? Like, that's the question we have to have. Here, here's the thing. But I'm glad we're being safe in terms of what can we do to truly follow after God. But I think we almost put Bible translations up on an idol well, pedestal, you know? No, I, I don't think we do that. No? I, th- I think it's with, with little is given, little is required. Okay. Much is given, much is required. Okay? So... You're, you're a new Christian. You don't know much, all right? You're drinking spiritual milk, as, as Paul would put it. So your understanding is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But as you grow in the faith, you should want to learn the, the ways of, of the culture back then better. You want to dig into this because it's a thirst for knowledge of God to understand who God is. It's like I was listening to this Jewish rabbi talk because I was looking at uh, what he considered to be the most accurate Tanakh which a Tanakh is the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the way you say it in Hebrew. <laughs> but that's, that's how the rabbis always call it. They call it the Tanakh. You have to read the Tanakh. The, 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 yeah. yeah, the growl. I, I just like doing the yeah, yeah. Like Hesed. Yeah. Yep. Hesed. Yeah, I do it pretty I'm well. I'm just listening because I'm like... Yeah, but uh, you know, he said that it's... How do you understand God if you don't understand the way he worded things, how he worded things, how important those words are? Uh, and the culture in which he said those mm. words. And so to me, as a, I, I would say, well-read Christian, like that's where I'm at in my journey is I thirst more for wanting to study that, the culture behind it, and what what the real scriptures are. I want to be able to read Hebrew. I want mm. to read it in its original tongue. And he said something that really get, grabbed me, and it's not going to grab everybody. But it was like, oh, that is so cool. It's like, you know, God gave all these scriptures, inspired all these scriptures to people who spoke Hebrew. So why don't you want to read it in the Hebrew tongue in which it was given? It's an Eastern book written for Eastern people. Yeah. Well, it's written for Gentiles too. New Testament is written for Gentiles too. There's a lot of references. But they're still not Western Americans. Well, they turn into Western. That's true. That's true. And and to say that it's just meant for them would it would almost would almost say it, that would almost cross the line at least in my mind it would almost cross the line and be like and I can see I can hear certain people that I've come across say this it's it's a Western you, you know this Western Christianity thing so it was written for Eastern people will never understand it that's why it's not the inerrant word of God for us Western Christians and to me that's an excuse to get that's, away that's bordering the line of heresy yeah. Um, so I want to be careful saying that it was written for Eastern people because that's almost limiting God saying he did not have the foreknowledge to know that we sitting here tonight, but you, would still be the background context but you want to know on. the culture in which it was spoken in, but for a, a new believer or even a believer, uh, a high school student, they may not have that type of interest or that thirst right now. And that's okay. And if God leads them to have that thirst, that's great. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, that's no big deal. That's why he leads people like me, like you, these, these, with these teacher type hearts Mm -hmm. where we want to teach people and he gives us that thirst. So we do the research and we do the legwork, not that you should be lazy and not do the legwork, but that we do the legwork so we can help. Right. And then you should be fact checking us. Mm -hmm. It's easier to fact check than to study. (laughs) It's true. So that's just my opinion on it. Anyways, I've rambled on long enough. So that's my, that's That's cool. That's my final thought. Mark, what's your final thought? Um, the best way to study the Bible is with the study Bible. I think that's the easiest one. Oh yeah. So like for me, like I use the ancient faith one mainly just because I love the, Seeing what people said, like, in the first, second, third, fourth centuries is just super cool to me. 
Uh, most people don't have that fascination, which I know I'm weird. It's okay. Um, I have the fascination with the Jewish people. So there you go. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's uh, the the two study Bible. I mean, there are so many study Bibles been written over the years. Oh yeah. Um, and and just about every version too. Hundred percent. But the two that I really like are the CSB study Bibles and the ESV study Bibles. In terms of the notes on the bottom, I think those are some of the best ones out there. I really got to show you my NLT because it's like half. Half or a third of a page of scripture, and the rest of it is commentary and notes. Yep, it's so cool. That's the way. I mean, I don't have that written. What, I have the digital version. Yeah, of those but two. that's the way I like it too. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the study Bibles. Because you want to read, and then, okay, so what, what, what does this mean? For, and not just for what is it saying, but what does it mean? How do I apply it? So, right. If you want to get a good Bible, get one of them big old study Bibles that you can literally like frying pan hit somebody. Them with. big old thick them, Bibles. Them, them <laughs> thick with a few C's. If you know what I'm talking about, a few the yeah, few yeah, whatever. Anyways, thick with two C's. But yeah, dude. But um, but to, to close it out. We even my thoughts too. Like we just touched the surface on about a thousand different topics. Um, but I would say t- about two podcasts. If you're, if you're a hardcore podcast listener to look into is our buddies over at Christ culture and coffee. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, um, one of them actually just took on a teaching position about new Testament studies. So there it's, mm. it's a phenomenal deep dive. Um, the other one is Bible project. The Bible yeah, project is right. a wonderful podcast to listen yep. to. And so don't just sit here and think, okay, that's cool. Like they're, Again, we didn't even scratch the surface of the scratch and sniff sticker we took, on the We package. took a 100,000-foot view. Usually, we do 30,000-foot. We took a 100,000-foot view on this right. one. But at the end of the day, what Bible should you read? Though, honestly, one you got in yourself is crack it open and start reading. <laughs> yeah, it's better to read that than nothing. Than nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it, man. I love it. We definitely hit 45 minutes for that conversation. Yeah, but sorry. We can't end the podcast, though, just by a conversation because that's not fun. No. That's not fun at all. No. Such a delay. Time for Fun Facts with Philly. <laughs> I love it. Your kids are so Every cute. time it makes I hit me the smile. button twice, so that's delayed. But, oh. Fuller, you got a fun fact for us tonight, my dude. When don't I have a fun fact for us? That's why she says it's time Never. for. <laughs> That's why Piper I don't know, says it's that. A segue, but I have not seen this one yet, dude. <laughs> you so. haven't seen, yeah, you haven't seen this one or the next or one. Or the next or, one. It's great. a wonderful surprise. What, you, what so, you got for us tonight, bro? Mark and listeners, did you know a copper uh, copper doorknobs are self disinfecting? In the time of COVID, this is a very important. Wow. Thing to okay. Know. Okay. All right. So copper and its alloys, such as brass, have long been popular materials for manufacturing doorknobs. It turns out this may not just be uh, be because the metal's hue and it makes it look nice. In fact, the material has been found to kill bacteria. According to one study from the National College of Kathmandu in Nepal, the metal ions denture protein of the target cells by binding the reactive groups resulting in the precipitation and inactivation. Basically, what that's saying is the ions, the, the proteins, target the bacterial cells and they kill them they inactivate them they neutralize them that's actually really fascinating so you better switch all your doorknobs over to copper or to brass so what i'm hearing is copper is like the original norwex yeah and that's that's what i'm hearing brass is like the original lysol (laughs) the original lysol that kills covid so if you're struggling what how do we get rid of covid in this house Switch all so your doors. Everything. Knobs. Just switch. Just coat yourself in brass. Which did we? Do you know how much that costs? Like, isn't isn't brass like well, crazy expensive? Brass is not as expensive as copper. Copper is what's copper is crazy expensive. Okay, but you know, find yourself go dip yourself in some molten. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's a molten copper. Molten copper to make sure to get rid of the COVID. Right. 
But Aunt it, Rona can't it, touch it, you with cover. Coat your house like, in dude. copper, and then you don't have to worry about it. That's crazy, dude. That's yeah, so absolutely. That's, but that's crazy. why they do those like self-healing oh, yeah, copper bracelets. The copper bracelets that actually is makes, kind of a. I mean, it, I don't think it works as well as they they say, and it, a lot of it's spiritualism. Yeah. It is what it with is, With your aura, but yeah, anyway, aura and the crystals <laughs> or whatever. But either way, we are so glad you joined us again for RCC. You know, you can hit us anytime, and, no, not anywhere, but most places like Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to Twitter, we'll get that notification. Email us, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. The website, hopefully right now, will be live. Hopefully by this point, it'll be realtalkchristianpodcast.com. But they can always call us or text us at... <laughs> One of these days, you're going to learn I don't know it. I don't know 574 it. 574 One more time. 574 Reach out to us with either a phone call or text. I know this is the texting age, so shoot us a text. I love it, man. But hey, until next time. Take it easy. <laughs>